0: Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way.
1: All right. Welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We've got our guest today. Her name's Lindy Lou Taylor. How are you, Lindy?
0: I'm well, thank you. Excellent.
1: Very good. So Lindy's from Purple Door Beauty. And that's a, uh, well, it's got a whole range of services and I'll let her introduce it. But she is living and working on Mount Tambourine, which is kind of a unique spot in Queensland. It's not far f- from the Gold Coast. So um, for anybody not familiar, just definitely check out Mount Tambourine and some of the fine things it has to offer. But I'll uh, just turn it over to you, Lindy. Um, could you tell us a bit about yourself?
0: Um, well, I have been in the industry for nearly 30 years. I enjoy what I do. I don't feel like I work a day in my life. I play every day. But I also get to help many, many people, and I get to help them understand their skin, their needs, and other a lot of other things as well, because I don't just treat them for their skin. I treat them holistically as well.
1: Okay. So we just uh, we had a good look, and we got in touch basically just by looking at who's doing some cool, interesting things on the Gold Coast from different uh, walks of life and maybe different industries. So... Um, you know, my background uh, tends to be working with a lot of small business clients and tends to actually be with book people that book appointments. So naturally, I feel some uh, some relation to what you're doing and what you've got to work with. Um, would you say your business is highly geared around appointments and scheduling?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, you usually try and leave a couple of spots a day where you can just fit people in who ring up at the last minute, but it's really hard because... you. Every treatment is a different time length, so you really have to schedule people in and book them in. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a necessity.
1: Okay. Uh, so what might be fun, again, for our listeners listening in, this is probably the first time we've had someone that can take us through a little bit about what life is like to run a, a beauty-based business, and there'll be lots of aspects to it. Um, just if we can start with the origins of it, um, do you have a background in uh, what, what's the background in beauty and beauty therapy? Is it an educational process where you need to go through some certification?
0: You do, you need a a certificate. Um, and then there's also the diploma. The diploma actually, um, it just gives you a little bit more knowledge and I do prefer the diploma, but, um, when you're learning, you are, it's, it's not just a an easy thing. It's like a 12-month course, full-time, two years, part-time. So you are learning a lot. Uh, it's a lot of practical as well as theory and you have to pass a lot of exams to get through.
1: Okay. And do you see that as a good thing for the industry as like the quality is assured once you... If I was a consumer, I'm going to pay for a service. Am I assured of some standards?
0: Yes. Oh yes. Yes, definitely. Because unfortunately these days you can buy product over the... Um, internet, like eBay and all that sort of stuff, and you can buy your own little facial rollers and things like that, but you have no background knowledge of what that's actually doing to your skin. And if you do too much, you can actually harm yourself with it without realising it's not going to heal properly. If you do it too small, it's not actually going to work. Um, Microdermabrasion is another thing. If you use the wrong tip and the wrong uh, pressure... You can actually do some damage and I've seen people bruise themselves with it Um, and your skin doesn't recover the same. So, yes, you do need that knowledge behind you to actually understand what you're doing to your clients.
1: Okay. Well, that's I appreciate you sharing the detail on that and I guess every country would have their own, I guess, uh, educational system and different approval um, standards and so on. Uh, I guess from the business side, uh, is it the type of thing we're, People that are trained immediately go into business for themselves, or is there some middle step?
0: No, no. unfortunately, you can actually go from college to open your front door and say, Hey, I'm a beauty therapist, come see therapist, come and see me. Um, It would be great if you actually had an apprenticeship, and that's what some of the people in the industry are trying to put forward because it actually gives you that middle step um, where you're learning, you're going to college, you're learning on the job. And it's just like a hairdressing apprentice; you're just learning constantly. And once you've done your time and you're qualified, then you can go ahead and do what you would like to do, what you choose to do, mm-hmm. whether it work in the industry with someone else or work for yourself.
1: Okay, well, that's that's good to make that that um, that parallel because there'd be some other industries that have, you know, similar in a sense. You get a yeah. trade and you can go independent. You can probably join join some kind of franchise group. Yes, and there's um, so there can be some parallels. Um, I just wanted to perhaps paint the picture for, um, uh, being relatable in this, in this industry in terms of who is, ma- who are the main, uh, what does it look like in terms of the main demographics? So you got male and female.
0: Okay. As a client or as a beauty therapist? Let's start as a client. Just so okay. we can go there. Yeah. Pretty much generally it's female. Um, although there are more and more males understanding that they're an Australian they're an Australian sun. They need to look after their skin. So that is slowly coming through. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much female. Okay. Yeah,
1: and then, um, life stage, would they be doing pre- preventative aged. stuff or it's mostly later in life corrective?
0: A bit of both, but the knowledge is starting to seep through that you need to protect it so that you can gracefully grow older. <laughs> Um, and those that haven't are mostly those in their, like, 60s and 70s, and they didn't know what sunscreen was, Uh, particularly 80-year-olds. And I have a couple of 80-year-old clients, and they want their skin to be looked after now, which is wonderful because it stops it from getting so paper thin. Um, It helps to keep the skin healthy, Um, but also there is a lot of sun damage there. And that's preventable if you start early enough.
1: Okay. So that, that tackles the question of uh, the Australian sun. Uh, well, not even the sun, but it's mostly around the UV exposure. It is the UV. And the yeah. UV index, if yes. i got that. So um, just yourself being Aussie, b- pretty much born and raised, um, is that something you're aware of from an early age
0: around the yeah. UV index? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was covered in bronze zinc from head to toe. <laughs> because I have one of those lovely pure white skins that goes bright red and blisters. <laughs> so I was very aware of it from a very, very early age. Um, but I think my mum also was aware of it as well uh, because my myself and my siblings we were all covered in, in sunscreen any time we walked out the door just about. And I've done the same with my own son. Every time he's gone outside, It was like, yeah, okay, pump before you go. <laughs>
1: Pump before you go. Okay, we'll hang on to that that tagline. <laughs> um, and, and certainly in the schools too. So uh, I've seen that they're pretty clear about the yes. requirements
0: um, and,
1: you know, just staying on that. So maybe it's best to come from you, but what happens in the school systems in terms of protecting kids from UV? Is it you got the... Um...
0: They're not allowed, so, allowed out for their lunchtime. If they forget their hat, they're not allowed to go out and play. There's no playtime. Um, if they uh, go to exit... The classroom, I know in my son's classrooms, he always had sunscreen, pump actions, pump um, sunscreen, and they had to put it on themselves, on their faces and on their arms before they left the classroom for break um, and for sport. But yeah, no hat, no play was the, the regulations there. Um, and then on sports days and things, they have actually, um, a lot of the schools now have those cabana things. And the kids all have to sit under them. They're not allowed to go out and play while the, um, the sports actually being happening. They're only allowed to go out and do their, their particular race and then come back and sit under the shade and stuff like that. These days, very different from when I was a kid. We didn't have any shade.
1: Yeah, so that's a positive, right? I've seen yeah. that too. It's um, it's wonderful. You know, it's generally people that aren't from Australia who come here that maybe are just learning that. Yes. And they uh, experience the you know, uh, maybe from a scientific point, point of view, I'm not sure about a relative index, like other countries would have high index as well. And it's just about
0: closer to the equator, closer to the equator. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, so obviously in, in your profession, there'd be, uh, um, it's, I mean, basically are dealing with skin and medical, it, it borders on medical in some cases. Do you, do you get close to the line there where you,
0: Oh, I've sent many a client off to the doctors. Um, anything that I think looks suspicious, I just say, go get it checked out. Um, as a beauty therapist, you cannot diagnose, that's not your job, but you can send them off in the right direction. Um, and I have had many clients come back and say, thank you. That was an SCC or yes, it was all BCCs. They've scraped them all off. It's all good. And one, um, one lovely client years ago, she actually had a melanoma and it was the tiniest little dot you've ever seen. And it come up on just on the base of a cheek near her ear. And it wasn't there the last time I'd done her facial. And um, I said, look, you've just got a spot this come up and it's quite dark. Go get it checked. She didn't for a couple of months. And then she, re- you know, forgot about it. Life goes <laughs> gets hold of you. And um, she eventually got to the doctors and, yeah, and she ended up all cut out down through here. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So that I was really grateful for. She was too. But um, I was really grateful that she actually went and did get it checked out. And I have many that um, when they come for a massage, you check their back. Um, And if you see anything different, especially if with your regular clients, um, you check their face, you check their back, while you're doing your treatment. And if there's anything different, they can't see their back. And they look at their face every day. So they're not going to notice anything that slowly comes up. Whereas you see them once a month or once every six weeks or once every three months you'll notice, oh, hang on, this wasn't there last time. Um, yeah. Oh, well, that's,
1: that's great, and I think it's really uh, it's the reality of it, and either you can...
0: It's the Australian reality.
1: It's the Australian reality. I, I, yeah. That's really clear. Um, and, and we mentioned before just roughly, so the business is Purple Door Beauty. Yes. Um, but there's a holistic aspect or at least yes. ambition in that direction. Yes. Could you take us through just a bit about? I mean, yourself. You're a sole practitioner, right? Like you, yes, you don't have a huge uh, enterprise <laughs> uh, or staff that you've <laughs> got to bring in, not yet. It's just me. <laughs> um, how do you feel? How do you feel about? Uh, is there ambitions there to stay as a as single single operator, or would your life be easier if you had more help?
0: Uh, definitely easier. Definitely easier. Um, yes, I'd like to have uh, people who specialize in their areas helping me. Um, but all of us sort of melding together and just um I can't think of the word but just sort of supporting each other and and being able to supply a complete holistic um treatment from head to toe. Okay, so it's like inside a, and out.
1: That's yeah, inside and out, I see. Mm. Okay. I'm getting to get the picture where it's um it's more than just <laughs> skin deep. It's uh, perhaps other aspects, uh, health, maybe diet. I'm just It does. Guess- guessing.
0: You can't have good skin and eat an unhealthy diet. I mean, some people are very blessed that way, but <laughs> generally not. <laughs> uh,
1: that's a good point. There is a question of genetics I had in the back of my mind thinking, you know, yes. s- some people are blessed, blessed. that
0: way. <laughs> they um, are.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, we were having a good chat earlier about just the idea of this collaboration or a bit of like a holistic, it may not be just your business, it might be other people that are That's right. in the space and it's just a friendly, um, I don't know, it's a collaboration, but it's just almost like a handover or, or someone's familiar with a client and they're trusting to expand that into another area, which is, you know, you can decide where to draw the line. Yeah. Um, could you just take us through some of the areas that you might cover? I think we, we mentioned that earlier, but, um, maybe not from a technical point of view, but what service, like, how are you helping people with their beauty and what?
0: Me personally?
1: Uh, just the business. Like, what is it? How is it helping people in their...
0: Okay. Um, so...
1: I think weddings was the one that we were sort of getting into and then, and then that sort of went quite broad. So yeah, just,
0: um, yeah. So I, I, am a makeup artist of many years as well. And, um, hairstylist, I'm not a hairdresser. I'm just a hairstylist now. I, um, I just style the hair. I don't cut and tint or anything like that. Um, and then the makeup artistry side of it, I actually do a lot of weddings up on Mount Tambourine. It's the Mecca for Southeast Queensland for weddings. And, um, there are many, many weddings up there every year and it's a beautiful place to get married. It's so much cooler than down here. (laughs) Temperature wise. Temperature wise, definitely. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I do a lot of the wedding makeup, um, and hair and then, um, sometimes they'll come and get their skin prepped as well. So they'll have a few facials beforehand. I'll do the tinting for their lashes and their brows so that it just gives them a better, quality of photo on the day as well um and particularly their skin because quite often the bride's poor things get quite stressed and when you get stressed you get pimples so yeah and then sort of recommend that you know if they're into meditation get definitely go do some meditation if they're into yoga go get a couple of extra classes just to bring that stress level down and that's the holistic side of things So being able to recommend to them what they, what might help them and find out what they enjoy doing and, um, help to get their stress levels down. And that's the wedding side of it.
1: I see. Um, I'm just thinking, are people, is that the first time they've been exposed to that kind of a, that's quite innovative, I would say in a sense of, have they heard of that before or are they a bit surprised? No,
0: some haven't. They're quite surprised and they're surprised that, um, I've got some knowledge in those areas. I don't think they realize my background, so that sort of helps having a background in natural therapies as well, because Mm. you can sort of recommend, look, you could try this, you could try that, or what do you enjoy doing? And, and sort of go from there, find out what they like.
1: Okay. Well, um, again, back to the, 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 maybe the business side of things, but is there a, a recurring nature to the business? People would be coming back, I imagine often. (laughs) <laughs> or uh, maybe even sometimes urgently that they need something or is it like that? Is it is it, yeah, it can I be. I need your help immediately. <laughs>
0: yes, help. <laughs> 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 I've got family coming and I need to get my rid of my hairy lip. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, does definitely. That, does that add a bit of fun to the
1: business? Like how much
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get I'm I am i am very blessed and very grateful for the lovely comments that I get left on my website on my um um my Facebook page as well. Um people seem to enjoy coming and it's nice we can have a laugh they can have a bit of de-stress and giggle it doesn't matter what type of waxing I'm doing from head to toe they'll still giggle through it <laughs> and um yeah it's it's really nice and they and they hopefully leave feeling a little bit less stressed and a little bit lighter wow physically as well as <laughs> mentally <laughs> yeah Well, and
1: obviously this is in the sense of um A little bit putting my marketing hat on a little bit, but about how you go with promoting this type of a business or do you even bother? Is it just word of mouth and happiness there? I haven't
0: had time. (laughs) I honestly haven't had time. Um, My promotion goes to popping on things on Facebook Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it. Um, I used to have a local ad in the local paper. Um, I did that for a while but found that I didn't really get much there. And to be honest, most of it is word of mouth. Okay. And I am beyond grateful for that. I really am.
1: Excellent. Well, there's a, it sounds like a great success story in a sense of being self-made and and enjoying that uh, link between your interest and that rewarding, like you're delivering and helping people truly. Yeah, Um, I'd say. Is there um, a point there where the balance becomes a little bit you helping people, but it takes a step away from your free time and a step away from maybe other pursuits, like could be anything really. Where do you feel you fit on that spectrum of not having enough time?
0: You do have to manage your time. Uh, if you aren't rejuvenated at least once a week, you can't help people. So you have to have some downtime and some relaxation and just some rejuvenation for yourself. Um... So some days, some weeks I'll work six days a week and I don't have a problem with that. But then I've got to have a little break and I'll do two or three days off and just have a bit of downtime and just regroup and then I can go off and do my fun thing again. Um, But, yeah, if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after other people. And it's really, really important for females to understand that. Any age.
1: Yeah, that's it. I think a lot of listeners would be... um could be from the like female audience where they would be perhaps career transition, yep. um, in a day job, looking to try something new, could be creating a YouTube channel, could be lots of things.
0: And they're still a mum. They've got a mum yep. hat. They've got a work hat. They've got a business hat and they've got a hat they go hide under <laughs> and that hat they go hide under is their absolute like peace time. And that's what they need to have that little hat too.
1: That's wonderful. Um, did you see you're a mother as well? I am. Okay. And is there, uh, I'm always interested in like succession planning, I guess probably the fancy way of saying, but it's like generational transfer. So, you know, you're going to, you built, you're building something, you built something already. Um, do the kids have an interest in, in any aspects of this business?
0: My son, No. <laughs> I only have one side, one okay. child, my right. son. Okay. And um, no, he's not interested, but he likes to help me try and market. And he gives me ideas, but he won't come and do it for me. <laughs> he won't sit down and do it for me. Oh, that's something. <laughs> yeah. But he goes, oh, mum, you should do this. Yeah, well, you do it for me. No, you should do it. Come on, buddy. That's but, um, yeah, he does. He comes up with some great ideas. That's he, neat. Yeah, he does.
1: Well, I think it is a bit of a luxury. Like I think that might be the case for a lot of family businesses where maybe the kids aren't going to naturally take it over, but um, maybe at least they have an appreciation for the hard work that was put in.
0: He does. He does. Um, I think to the point where even though he's working at the moment, I think he would like to work for himself because he can see the enjoyment that I get out of it. That's
1: what I was hope- I was yeah. hoping to learn something from that. Um, is, sorry, is he of age, like, is he over 20? 20 He's 22. 20, okay. Yeah. And does he, uh, does he talk to you about his goals? Like, Yeah,
0: yeah, in terms absolutely, of, yeah.
1: What's your feeling for the, that generation of, um, I don't want to call kids, but I mean, the, the that millennials. generation. Yeah, millennials. <laughs> are they, do you feel like there's a clear path to employment there? Um, or is there a bit of like, they need to be.
0: It's an individual thing. Pursuing things. Yeah. Honestly, Um. It really is an individual thing, because some of them, some of his friends, they know exactly what they want to do. Others don't have a clue, and others are still testing the waters, trying a bit of this, trying a bit of that, and seeing what fits. Um, and it really is an individual thing. You can't really put them all in one little category.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I think, and is he uh, Mount Tambourine, born and raised? Not maybe not born and raised, but long time t- Mount Tambourine. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, he went to school there. Okay. Yeah. It might
1: be fun just to hear you describe describe it briefly, just if you were to summarize uh, wh- what it's like. Obviously, you mentioned the climate. It's sort of on the top of a mountain.
0: It is. I th- can't remember. I think it's 3,000 feet or meters. Yeah. I can't remember. we will ch- we'll check that out. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's pretty high. Um, not as high as Toowoomba, though. And uh, we do have about a five degree temperature difference in summer, so we are approximately five degrees cooler. Um, Our days average around about the 24 to 26 degrees, so 25 degrees, in summer and about 18, 19 of a night time. So there's a big difference in the temperature drop of a night time from up the mountain to down on the coast. Um, And it's rainforest and it's just beautiful. (laughs) And there are many rainforest walks you can go on. There's some gorgeous falls you can see. The best time to go is actually a day after it's rained. All the falls, all the water slowly comes through and then all the falls start to run. And it's just magical. It really is. Curtis Falls and um, Cedar Creek Falls are the two most popular. But there's also another one called Witches Falls. And uh, it's a bit of a hairy walk, but it's worth the walk to go and have a look.
1: Oh, fantastic. And uh, like you were mentioning earlier, I think during our chat was that it's uh, not necessarily yet, I mean, for those who are from overseas and want to visit, it's definitely on the list, but even locals, uh, or not even locals, but Brisbane and other surrounding cities, they're taking the time to
0: Yes, they are. Especially with COVID, there's not a lot of places to go um, that are like within driving distance. And it's like half an hour from from Southport, um, and it's about 40 to 45 minutes from Brisbane, depending on where you live. Um, so it's a great day out. And there's Gallery Walk, which has got all the cafes and the quirky little art shops and things like that along there. And then you've got the Main Street, which is um, the locals' Main Street. And it's like a little village. It's um, got the you know, the pharmacy, the doctors, the, su- the supermarket, the little supermarket, the optometrist. <laughs> And then a few local cafes that not a lot of tourists go to. Um, yeah, it's, it's got quite a few little bonuses there, little hidden gems.
1: Yeah. One of the things you mentioned earlier was about the, um, even within the, the business community, smaller, it's a tight knit. Um, sounds like people are there and invest their time and buy local and, and a lot of those things can really help. Um, yes. But even within that, it's almost like a supportive network where you might give a referral or partner up to host an event or something like that?
0: Yes, quite often. Um there's a lot of Airbnb up there as well as normal B and B. Um and there's a couple of motels up there as well. Um and then with the wedding industry, you'll often find you'll you'll get phone calls saying, Oh do you know where we can stay? We've tried here, here and here. And um I, I often get brides go, Where can we stay? I need to put you know, mother-in-law to be somewhere, or I need to put great aunt so and so somewhere, and so you can actually shoot them off into the different little areas because you, it's a small community. Um, there's only about seven thousand people up there at the moment, and in the industry, you just you, you get to know everybody.
1: Mm, that's pretty pretty unique, but it's a positive. Uh, it is non-competitive type of. A I've not found a competitive. No. Are, are there other um, other. People in the beauty industry that are yes. have a similar service?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there's a couple of spas up there, and they're both lovely. Um, Blissage and Getaway Day Spa, they're both very nice. And there's a few other beauty therapists up there as well. But there's enough for everybody.
1: Would you be a client, have you, or I'm just curious, as you go around your, your daily life or even travel, um, do you treat yourself to these services and uh, treatments just as a bit of a, well an experience? Well, I
0: did mention that you've got to look after yourself. Otherwise, you can't look after other people. And yes, I do. Um, There's Tranquil Massage, run by my friend Deborah. And um, we actually swap services, (laughs) which is wonderful. So I'll give her a massage. And, all right, she'll give me a massage and I'll give her a facial. Um, But if she doesn't have time, I'm happy to pay her as well. (laughs) Her massage is wonderful. And um, yeah, at the spas, you can go and have a facial and, you know, have a treat and, sit in the spa and have a relax and take your girlfriends and have a good time. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: Um, and, and and so some of the, uh, I guess the lifestyle aspects, is there any struggle that you have either just now or that's gotten to this point that was sort of a, just thinking in the business context of things like, I don't know, your website needs updating or something yes. like that?
0: Yes. Yeah, I did. I literally, as I said before, <laughs> just updated the website yesterday and that's been a bit glitchy, but that's okay. These things happen. It's sort of something, a learning curve. Um, and I found that it's, um, you can't, I'm a home-based business, so I can't actually put my address on there because I don't want people turning up at my door when they don't have an appointment and I'm working on somebody and I can't actually treat two people at the one time, clearly. Um, So that was one glitch that we had to overcome. Putting a suburb, not the address. <laughs> Interesting. That was
1: fun. So, you still have the scheduling challenge of getting people back to back? You wouldn't take back to back appointments, I guess?
0: You've, actually, with COVID, we have to allow time to clean in between. We have to vacuum, we have to mop, we have to change all the linen, we have to spray all the doors down, spray everywhere where a client is touched, everything like that. And even now, they haven't said not to stop, like not to do it, to stop doing it. So, I still do it. Um, So you've got to allow yourself a good 15 minutes in between clients. And um, yeah, have a glass of cold tea (laughs) that was hot a couple of hours ago. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's right. I mean, we're talking about taking a break (laughs) at some point. Um, Just to, I guess, be clear on the COVID situation. Yeah, I mean, Australia is fortunate to have come through most of it. Um, I know it's not the case in a lot of places the moment. Um, you know, sometimes there's been mask requirements, but it's generally short-lived. everyone's trying to do the right thing. So I think people are just trying to be smart about it. Um, and it hasn't been too, too heavy handed in terms of imposing requirements on people. But as you can understand any kind of transfer, there's touch and it's probably just good business practice probably for a lot of businesses hygiene.
0: Well, it's nothing more than what we weren't. Well, it is more, but it's not out of what we were doing before. Um, before COVID, we we're still changing all the linen, and we we're pretty much mopping in between. If especially if you're doing a pedicure or a manicure, um, you're you're cleaning in between clients pretty much every time. Anyway, there's not a lot of difference. It's just a little bit more excessive than what it was before. And there's um, probably more wiping down of all the handles and the and where clients have touched more so than everything else. Mm. Yeah.
1: Nice. Um, So just uh, be interesting to see if you had any advice for some of the people that are just starting out Um, or do you actually, is there a network of, uh, I guess, people in the beauty industry outside of Mount Tambourine, like more at a professional level? Is there a newsletter that you get from a national body?
0: There's a few forums on um, Facebook that I follow. One's Butate Industry with Tamara Reid and um, one's APAN and they're the two main ones that I follow because they are the ones that are usually right up to date with all the information, um, no matter what it be. It, it could be just something local or it could be something Australia-wide. Um, and they are two really good ones to get onto and keep up to date with everything.
1: All right. Well, that's good for people in Australia. And then uh, anything... I'm not sure if you follow trends and things around the world or if because in, in the world of makeup, um, I can imagine there's maybe different treat, not treatments, but a look. Yes. Is that fair to say? I'm sorry. I'm playing naive here, but. No, no, me that's, in.
0: that's fine. Um, there's quite a few people. Um, some of them are like Jeffree Star, which is, he's very glamour and really over the top with some of his makeup, but he's also fun to watch. He's just brilliant. Um, but as far as trends and things go, it's like your Marie Claire and all those, you know, Harper magazines and all those sort of things. They're the ones, and Vogue, they're the ones that sort of bring it in mostly. Um, and you can see the trends coming through there. Local trends, you'll usually see at literally your local uh, makeup store. That you'll see the new color range come through for each season and stuff like that, and they'll have the palettes up, and they'll have the the um, uh, the like the posters up with all the different new styles and things like that, yeah, okay, so enough yeah. there's
1: enough out there that you can um you don't have to look too hard no. to get across it okay no. um and the other thing I was curious about, obviously in an in an area of business that you're interested in, there's the world of. Uh, sometimes products. So you've got access to lots and you can review them. And you can, do you find yourself in a position where you could recommend one product or another? As in, it just, you see the benefit for the, the patient, I guess? Client. Oh, client, sorry. Yep, um, yeah, absolutely. Depends on the side. Yeah, but for the client. So, and is that something that you are incorporating into your business or it's just part yeah. of it? Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Um, it's actually good to have two to three and it's hard, two to three different types of um, or brands of skincare uh, and ranges because not one suits everybody. Um, so you, you sort of have one for a certain age, one for a certain type of skin, and then usually one for the younger ones as well. So you've got your two main ones. And that would be your anti-aging, and then the one that treats it for like rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, and stuff like that. And then you've got your younger one, which is the one for you know pimples or blackheads or um, just a new skin coming through, and it's it's really oily. You know when they're transitioning and they're teenagers and things like that, from puberty coming through, it usually goes a little haywire for a few years, and that helps to keep it under control. And then the anti-aging has. You've got so many to choose from these days. It's just unbelievable. That's what I was wondering. Is it this that
1: type of thing where you have to be a little bit sceptical? I mean, you, you can test them everything and probably decide for yourself, but is it fair to say that um, in any industry sometimes people just jump in and they just want to sell a product? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> they do. The best way to do it is actually read the ingredients and know the ingredients and know what those ingredients are going to do. Because if you can't read the ingredients on there and understand what they're doing, you're not going to know whether that's going to help your skin or not. And you don't know what demographic age that's going to help either or what type of skin that's going to help or what, um, you know, whether it's going to be clinical or just you know, superficial. Um, so yeah, you really need to know your ingredients in your skincare to know what it's going to do.
1: That's great. I think that's going to actually be very helpful from even just the everyday consumer out there, you know, male, female, um, different age groups. Um, just, and it's check the label, read the ingredients absolutely, and perhaps do your own research to see. Um, it doesn't hurt to be informed, does it?
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you can Google, you will find some good sites that have got the ingredients and they'll tell you what it, what it is for and how it works and how far it'll go into the skin and things like that. So you will be able to actually diagnose, or not diagnosed, but um, work out what the ingredients are and how they're going to help and whether it's going to be suitable for your skin.
1: That's excellent. Well, look, Lindy, that was really, really helpful. Um, I'll just mention the name again. It's Purple Door Beauty and the website purpledoorbeauty.com.au. That's right. Um, Really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of those uh, interesting perspectives about the industry and I'd love to have you back anytime.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. All
1: right, wonderful. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input, so if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, AussieAmbitions.com, or any of our social media accounts, and please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go, and if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.